Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Palatable Perplexities. I'm Scott, and tonight we're going to delve into the tragic life and mysterious death of one Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Poe was born on January 19, 1809 in Boston, Massachusetts to two professional actors, Elizabeth Eliza Poe and David Poe Jr. But only Eliza would be left to care for Edgar as David abandoned the family sometime before July 1809 and would sink into the ether and out of young Edgar's life forever. Eliza was a beloved and highly regarded actress when she fell ill soon after Edgar was born with tuberculosis or as it was better known at the time, consumption. There was a genuine outpouring of support from the community for the young mother's plight and poor Edgar's seemingly bleak future. They had been forced into a rundown boarding house. Destitute and desperate, Edgar was witness to poor Eliza's demise. Even at such a young age, this loss resonated with Edgar, and he was even known to carry an effigy of his mother throughout the entirety of his life. After Eliza's death on December 8, 1811, Edgar was taken in by the Allens, John and Francis, in Richmond, Virginia, December of 1812. His foster father, John Allen, was the son of a famous Revolutionary War general, Ethan Allen, and was known to be rough and quite disapproving of Edgar's interest in the arts. This was quite contrary to Francis Allen, who doted over Edgar and encouraged the boy to excel and become the bright, funny, and fun-loving youth that would only last for a short time. Edgar was very athletic in his youth, and although later in his life he would say that he didn't participate in sports, at 15 he swam six miles against the current in the James River and became famous throughout Richmond. Edgar took the Allen surname and in time became a well-respected member of the family with a new seemingly bright future ahead of him. He was a brilliant student and also a great artist indulging in many creative endeavors before settling in on the literary world. In 1815, the Allens moved to England, allowing Edgar the opportunity to expand his horizons. He spent the five years between 1815 and 1820 abroad absorbing everything he could and putting it to brilliant use in his early writings. Then in 1820, Edgar and his family re returned to his native land aboard the sailing ship Martha, as John Allen's business ventures had failed forcing their departure from England. So Edgar would return to his tutelage under Joseph C. Clark, who would say of the young poet, while the other boys wrote mere mechanical verses, Poe wrote genuine poetry. The boy was a born poet. It's 1823, and Poe is now attending William Burke Seminary for Boys, where he would befriend Robert Craig Standard, whose mother would play an important role in the near future. In his teens, he had developed a longing crush on his close friend Robert Standard's mother, Jane Standard. Unfortunately, by the time Poe was 15, Jane Standard would pass from terminal brain cancer. This utterly destroyed the young man, and along with holding vigils, he was seen crying at her grave on a regular basis. 
The brilliant young man had sailed through the best boarding schools during his time in England and would attend the University of Virginia in 1826. John Allen provided just enough for Edgar to get and to start school, but provided nothing else financially for the young man which would doom him to failure. In less than a year, he was forced to leave due to being utterly destitute and finding himself deeply in debt. From records, it seems he owed over $2,000 to collectors, both legal and illegal. A staggering amount that would have been more than $50,000 today. The University of Virginia was only in its second year when Edgar arrived on February 14, 1826. Historical accounts of the early days of the university paint a picture of chaos and disorganization to the point that even a professor was supposedly murdered. The short time spent at university saw him blossom not only as a writer, but also an accomplished artist. There are stories that he would draw all over the walls of his dormitory and then amuse his fellow students telling wild stories and reading poetry, using the art as a reference for his tales. He became a well-known figure among his peers for his many talents. By the end of his tenure at UVA, Edgar had to appeal to John Allen, hoping to get from under the crushing weight of debt that had accumulated. But alas, there would be no more help from his foster father. This would inevitably lead to Poe leaving Richmond for Boston with a plan to join the military. At this point, there was little choice for the tortured youth, as his inability to pay what was owed forced him to leave college and head to Baltimore, Maryland, abandoning the Allens to move in with his aunt, Maria Clem, and young cousin, Virginia. He joined the military in 1827 under the name Edgar A. Perry in order to try and avoid the cloud of trouble that followed him. Unfortunately for the young poet, tuberculosis would come calling once again and take the only other positive figure in his life, Francis Allen. He was once again cast to the role of witness as his stepfather was well known to have affairs in the house where his wife lay dying. Edgar was said to be a supporter of respect for women and would often fight with his foster father about how he was openly unfaithful and that he had the gall to do it within the walls of their shared home. It is likely his binge drinking at this point only managed to make things worse. But this was also the time that he published his first book, Tamerlane and Other Poems, although originally the author was credited as only a Bostontonian. Unfortunately, this early work was not well received. Critics found its complexity, strange structure, and obscure references quite off-putting. Sadly, in 1829, he would lose his beloved foster mother in the same way that he had lost Eliza, tuberculosis. Edgar did not attend the funeral, but showed up the day after having the final fallout with John Allen that would remove Edgar from the family forever. Shockingly, that same year, Poe, now a sergeant major in the army, would get appointed to West Point. He would also publish his second book of poetry, Al Arab, Tamerlane, and Minor Poems. 
He had tired of the military by 1831 and actually went as far as to stop attending classes and even chapel, resulting in his court-martial and ultimate dismissal. Yet he still managed to publish several anonymous short stories and another book of poems that year. This is when he started selling short stories to magazines and spent the next few years editing and writing while living with Virginia and Maria Clem. On May 16, 1836, he married Virginia, who was his first cousin and at the time only 13 years old. She would then follow Poe as he bounced up and down the East Coast, desperately trying to eke out a living as a writer. Over the next decade, he would be editor of many literary journals, including Gentleman's Magazine, The Southern Literary Messenger, Graham's Magazine in Philadelphia, and the Broadway Journal in New York City. Finally, he was coming into his own being published and a well-respected editor known for stinging editorials which garnered him much respect amongst his peers. This is also when his best-known stories and poems, including The Fall of the House of Usher, The Telltale Heart, The Murders in the Rue Morgue, and The Raven would be penned. Although it is said that he may have suffered from bipolar disorder, which certainly would be exacerbated by his now regular alcohol consumption, this 10-year period would be the most productive of his short life. Then in 1847, once again horror struck when Virginia herself fell ill with nothing other than tuberculosis. This would be the beginning of the end for Poe as he would never recover from the loss and would sink deeper and deeper into depression and alcoholism. In 1849, Poe would leave Richmond for Philadelphia, and on his way, for unknown reasons, he decided to stop in Baltimore. On October 3, 1849, he would be found semi-conscious in a ditch by a passing Good Samaritan. He was filthy and wearing clothes that not only didn't fit him, but did not belong to him. Poe would be taken to hospital and die four days later from what doctors called acute congestion of the brain. There are theories that he may have been a victim of what was called cooping, which at the time was quite common. Gangs would be paid to hang around polling stations and force people to vote multiple times for certain politicians. Traditionally, this would be accompanied by an after-vote drink, and it is possible that he may have been drugged. Whatever the circumstances may have been, accounts of his last days found him in a complete delirium, only having been heard to call out the name Reynolds and to say that he was sure he would soon be gone. Early on the morning of October 7, 1849, Edgar Allan Poe was said to have come out of his torment only to utter the words, Lord, help my poor soul, and quickly pass, leaving the last days a mystery for all eternity. Although best known for his dark stories and disturbing prose, he did not start out as the dark figure we know today, but the pestilence of tuberculosis at the time truly did help shape this brilliant but tragic life of one Edgar Allan Poe. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed, please take the time to like and follow, and we will see you next time.